Hello, this is Pastor Keeker from Trinity Lutheran Church in Clinton, Missouri. This is the fourth class of a 12-week class on a Lutheran theology of worship that I'm currently teaching. And we are focusing on the Eucharist and the service of the sacrament. Thank you for joining us. May God bless you and the Lord be with you always. Well, Psalm 111 is our psalm today that I believe Carmen will be leading us in, uh, in receiving that today. These wonderful words from Psalm 11, 111. And, um, you know, as we pray this psalm, um, listen to the ways that our Lord gives to us his rest, his um, blessings, his majesty, his splendor. Um, that is that is why we gather, is to receive from him. Look at all he is doing for us, all he has done for us. So um, we'll start with that this morning. The Lord be with you. Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Full of splendor and majesty is his work, and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wondrous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works and giving them the inheritance of the nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He sent redemption to his people He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And all those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. O Lord, you have shown your people your mighty and powerful works. We praise your name for all that you do for us and for all that you have worked for us, your people. You have worked for us your salvation by the works of your hands, that were pierced for our sins, that were crushed for our iniquities, and by your wounds we were given peace, rest, assurance, hope, and forgiveness and comfort. And so we gather here in your house to praise your name for the gifts that you continue to provide to pour out upon us, your people. Give us hearts to yearn for your works in the works of your hands in our lives. Give us ears that long to hear your word, hands and feet that long to follow you and to do the works that you have given us to do. 
to serve those around us, to love those whom you have brought near to us, and to proclaim your mighty works to the nations. Lord, we ask for your Holy Spirit to continue to guide us, to teach us, to shape us, and to form us by your Holy Word. We ask this in your Son's most precious name. Amen. Okay, um, everyone's going to need a hymnal again today. We're picking right back up where we left off last class, which we were going through the liturgy of the service, the service of the sacrament. Renee's got one. Everyone's got one. Okay, good. Divine service setting one is what we're we're just going to look at that one. And and you know last week we ended with the proper preface and how uh, this prayer of the church, this worship that the church lays before us, uh, it ends with um, with the angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven. We laud and magnify your glorious name evermore, praising you and saying. And then we sing these words from Scripture. From Isaiah 6 and what's the rubric? Matthew 21.9. And then we looked at that article from Dr. Just about how when we commune around the Lord's altar, in that moment we are communing with the Lord. And where the Lord is present, there is heaven and earth. So all the angels and archangels and all the company of heaven are there in that moment, heaven and earth, becoming one. This is why we were in Isaiah 6, and we were looking at Isaiah's words, and holy, holy, holy is the Lord. The whole earth is filled with his glory. And we ask the question, well, where is he? <laughs> is he in heaven? Is he in earth? And we talked a little bit about that teaching. Is that something that you have always known or were taught or believed that when you take communion, you're communing with all the, all the company in heaven, that there's a lot more people around you when you receive the gifts from the Lord than just the ones you see. And people said, never heard that, <laughs> right? That's a new one, faster. Um, and it, it, you know what it brought to my mind? It, it brought to my mind, we had a study I don't know, a year ago on death. Remember that? And you know, we started with some questions at the beginning about, you know, is death good or bad? And do we actually believe that your body will be raised from the dead and that there's more to come, a new heavens and a new earth? And at first people were kind of like, no. <laughs> uh, death, is, death is a good thing. Right? And when we die and we go to heaven, that's it. And then we started looking at the scriptures. And I recalled the thing that we say every Sunday in the creed. What? I believe in the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. And it's like, oh, right there. It's been there the whole time. We, the church has been teaching us the entire time this truth of the scriptures. Yes. Uh, the communion of saints. Ah, Renee, are, you went there. <laughs> That's right. The church has been giving us these words our whole life. And Lutherans were so funny. We can, 
well, this is not a funny thing. It's a bad thing. We can say the same words Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and we don't even think about them. It just, in the one ear, out the other, and it's like, wait, do you believe what you say? What we are saying, what the church is giving us to say, we believe. We believe in the resurrection of the dead, that the dead will be raised from their graves. We believe that. We believe in a life of the world to come on the last day. We believe that. Oh, and, and our faith grows, right? The word grows our faith to see more than what my human eyes want to see. Same thing here with communion. What's going on there at the rail? The communion of the saints. When Anna yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's what, well, it's what the Lord's word gives us, right? It's why we read Revelation and we read Isaiah and we see who's there around the throne? All the company of heaven. Well, where's grandfather? 161, the liturgy. The church, by her worship, is forming us on what we believe. Um, so after the Sanctus, after these words of Scripture, what's the, what's the next part in the liturgy? Well, we respond by praying, right? God has given to us his word, Isaiah 6, Matthew 21. Um, now we respond with this prayer of thanksgiving, right? Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth. You have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship. With the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And then, we have two options. Um, I typically choose the one on the right side. Then that's when we say the Lord's Prayer, um, which is from Matthew 6, 9 through 13. And so if we want to look at that in the scriptures... Jesus says, when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. They think they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them. For your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Um, why do we say the Lord's Prayer right there? Because we, you see the words that come next, right? These are the words of our Lord, the words of institution. But why pray the Lord's Prayer right before? We're asking for forgiveness again. <laughs> yes, good. Yeah. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. That's very important, right? Um, we want to be clean before approaching you. 
Also note that, why do we get this prayer? In Luke, the disciples ask Jesus, how do we pray? And Jesus gives them this prayer. They receive it. Right? This is the same language that Paul uses when he talks about the supper. 1 Corinthians 11, I give to you what I've received from who? The, from the Lord. I'm giving to you what I've received. I can only give you what I've received. So this prayer, we're saying what we've been given, right? This is a prayer the Lord gave us to pray. So we're going to pray it. Um, and then these are the words of our Lord <clears throat> uh, that Paul was given. He's received them and he's given them on to you. Our Lord Jesus Christ on the night when he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink of it, all of you. This cup is the new testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Now, where are these words of our Lord recorded? We have them all right here for us, right? Let's look at Matthew 26, 26 through 28. So now as they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Mark chapter 14, 22 through 24. And as they were eating, he took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to them and said, take, this is my body. And he took a cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and they all drank of it. And he said to them, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly I say to you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Luke 22, 19 through 20. I'm going to start with verse 14. And next class, we're going to actually take a look at Exodus chapter 12 and the Passover lamb, how Israel was called to sacrifice a lamb and eat its flesh and put its blood over their doorposts so that the angel of death would pass over them. Uh, Jesus is fulfilling that, of course, here. In verse 14, when the hour came, he reclined at table and the apostles with him, and he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer, for I tell you I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise the cup, after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of him who betrays me is with me on the table. For the Son of Man goes as it has been determined. But woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. Well, that would be unique to hear that in the church service. <laughs> uh, and then 1 Corinthians 11, which is typically 
the scripture that is used in our liturgy. Um, and this is from Paul. So look at how he starts in chapter 11, verse 23. Back to this idea of worship is simply receiving from the Lord what he comes to give. I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. After we hear those words in our service, what's the very next thing that we hear? The peace of the Lord be with you always. And the scripture passage there? John chapter 20, verse 19. What's going on in John 20, 19? Yes, on the evening of that day, the first day of the week. What day is that? Sunday. Sunday. The doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. That's the first words we hear our Lord say to us. He doesn't come through locked walls. He comes through bread and wine now. Peace be with you. Look at Acts chapter 20, verse 7. On the first day of the week, when we were gathered to what? <coughs> to break bread. The first day of the week. What day is that? Sunday. Sunday. How often does that show up? Every, every week. <laughs> what were the disciples doing every week on Sunday, the first Sunday that he rose from the dead? Receiving the peace of the Lord. Being filled up with shalom on the first day of the week, when we would gather to break bread. This was something the disciples continued. The Lord showed up the first day of the week, and he says, peace be with you always. My soul needs that. I need to hear that. I need to see it. So the, the Pax Domini, Latin, peace of the Lord, um, that is, you know, the words that we hear right after the words of our Lord. And then we sing John 1, 29, the Agnus Day. Look at John 1, 29. See, the most beautiful thing about our liturgy is not the music, although I'm, it's, it's, slowly, I'm, it's slowly grown on me, but it's the words that we sing. John 1, 29. Uh, what's that scripture? The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and what did he say? Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So what do we sing as we see Jesus coming near to us? Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. And we say it three times. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Grant us what? Peace. Uh, uh, 
for every wound, yeah, for each wound maybe, or for the name of the Father, the Trinity, or just that we're, we have thick heads and one time isn't enough for us, <laughs> we keep saying it, right? This is, this is a word that is worth saying to yourself every minute of the day. Um, but yeah, you are the one who takes away the sin of the world. So we are saying the same words that John the Apostle says so long ago when he sees the Lamb, right? When John sees the Lamb, he sees a 30-year-old man walking. Was not this John the baptizer that said these words? Yes. Yes. Oh, sorry. I've got to edit that out. Yes, John the baptizer. Um, he sees a 30-year-old man and he says, you take away the sins of the world. Right? What does Simeon see, say when he sees a 40-day-old baby? Behold. We're getting there. My eyes have seen thy salvation. It's all by faith. What do we say when we see bread and wine? This is the Lamb of God. Takes away the sin of the world. His peace is ours. And then you come up and we receive. And the distribution, right? Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, given into death for you for the forgiveness of your sins. We hear these words, take and drink. This is the true blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. And then after receiving the supper, we respond. We have two options. Um, the nuke diminis. Luke chapter 2, 29 through 32. Let's look at that. All right, this is the song of Simeon. He has a 40-day-old baby boy in his arms, but by faith, by the Holy Spirit, he has believed that he has received so much more. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in what? Peace, rest, stillness, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. So we sing those same words because for us, this is our Simeon moment too. We take Jesus into our hands and uh, we respond with the same words. You're letting your servant depart in peace. The question is, is do you believe it? You've been singing it and saying it your whole life, but do you believe it? Only by the Holy Spirit, only by his word, would we believe such, such things. And the world looks at this and thinks we are absolutely crazy. Those people, like, can't they see it's just bread? What are they doing? My eyes have seen his salvation. <laughs> we believe it by faith. There's nothing that I can say or explain to prove this to you. It's just the word of God. Just the word of God. <laughs> it's all we have, Chuck. Um, it's all we have. And so after we sing the song of Simeon, uh, then look at the prayer. So we, re so we received Jesus. Um, Yes, David. Yeah. What about Question? Thank the Lord. Thank it's, the Lord. It's not a Bible verse type 
Yeah, well, it, yeah, what, thank the Lord is like five different psalms all mushed together. So if we look at Psalm 9. I mean, didn't write it here in the hymn book. Yes, I know. I don't know why they left the rubric out. Probably because there was so. I first attended a, a Lutheran church and liturgy was very strange to me. But yes. Yes. And and it became dearer because we could sing it. Good. Yeah. Music helps remember. It didn't come to light to me until you kind of had that service where you went through. That's when it really hit home for me. I was like, yeah, these are right out of the Bible. In all these years I've gone to church here, I just didn't. I didn't fathom that. Yeah. That was for a ref like build up to the 500th year of the Reformation. Yeah, because the whole point of being Lutheran is, uh, well, there's a lot there. I shouldn't have. <laughs> by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone, by the word alone. There. But um, we want you to know why you're doing what you're doing. And if the church is doing something that the people are mindlessly doing, and you know, I don't even know why we do this. Well, then we're not even Lutheran anymore. Right? Why we do what we do, it matters because it's the word of God. So, yeah, for that 500th year anniversary, I thought it would be good to just revisit why we do what we do in worship. And, um, and yeah, a lot of people were encouraged by that. Um, so Psalm 9, David, right? So I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart, right? Thank the Lord and sing his praise. Tell everyone what he has done. Um, I will recount of all your wondrous deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name most high. Psalm 105, I think, is in here as well. Oh, yeah, that I should have started with that one. Psalm 105, verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. <laughs> uh, so this thank the Lord, sing his praise, tell everyone what he has done. Let all who seek the Lord rejoice and proudly bear his name. He recalls his promises, leads his people forth in joy with shouts of thanksgiving. Each one of those phrases is from a psalm. And it's like a, you're just singing little bits of many different psalms there. But they didn't put it in there. No. I have to let the editors know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Praise the Lord. Which uh, psalm reference do you want? <laughs> Yeah. So then after, um, after the nuke diminis or after singing the words of scripture, look at the prayer. The first, pra the first few words of the prayer. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. Right? We're acknowledging that the Lord's Supper is not our work to God. It's not what we do. It's not our opportunity to come and offer something to him, which is a very Roman Catholic way of thinking. But this is his most salutary gift to us. It's all his doing. It is his supper. It is him. It is his peace. And so we've received it. And so what's the proper response when you receive a gift? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we give thanks to you. Almighty God that you've refreshed us, that you've given us rest. You have given us rest. You have filled our souls. My whole life, everything about the days and the weeks that add up, 
it's work, 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 weariness, 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 worn out, worn out, worn out, pain, 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 death, 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 sin, sin, sin. But then the Lord speaks, and there's peace. There's life. There's Pastor Brighton. There's my grandfather. There's my Lord. We believe it by faith right, right now. But one day, Renee, it'll be by sight. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, no, don't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, parenting is, uh, you know, I'm only seven years in, so still learning. We're going to end there today. After the post-communion colic, then we, one last uh, blessing of the Lord from Numbers 6, 24 through 26. Uh, we're going to end, we're going to send you out with gospel. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you what? Peace. Peace. There it is again. The, 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 the hope, the, the, the ultimate goal of the church service is to bring you to your knees in repentance. That's why we start the church service with confession. I'm a sinner. What do I deserve? Temporal and eternal punishment. Where is that? Hell. It's at the very beginning of our worship service every time we gather is how we start and it forms our children how do we end peace with god right that's the that's the hope of the service is to bring you to repentance and to bring you back to a full life with god peace and forgiveness love and his mercy so um, next week, we are going to look at um, the teaching of the church. So we looked at the worship, lex orandi, lex credendi. This is how we're worshiping. Why? Well, this is what we believe. So we're going to look at the small catechism just on the service or the sacrament of the altar. And then we're going to start working through this book together, which I, I went through last year with the, all the elders. It's called The Blessings of Weekly Communion by Pastor Kenneth Whiting. You can order it yourself if you want one. Just go to cph.org. Or if you want me to order you one, let me know. It's $25. It's, I thought it was going to be like 10 but it's a little pricey. <laughs> but it, it'll help guide us as we... Uh, yeah, you're good. <laughs> It'll help guide us and get us into the Word. Um, you know, the Word alone should be sufficient, but uh, I think it also helps to look through a lot of different questions, the history of the practice of the church, why things happen the way they happened. Um, and this book has a good way of kind of going through the history of the church. It starts with the scriptures. So let me know if you want me to order you one. I would be happy to get you one. Um, and we'll end there today. Let's end with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thanks everyone for coming. These classes get me all excited to go up for the service. I'm like ready to go. I got a question. Yeah, David.